Section 23 of the Mary Frances Storybook. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jennifer Dahlman. The Mary Frances Storybook by Jane Eyre Fryer. Gloomy Gus and the Christmas Cat. The Canadian miner was the first of the men to finish washing up on his return from the mine. Where's Barbara? he asked, tossing his towel at a peg. She has a little cold, and I put her to bed, replied Mrs. St. Clair. The anxiety in the mother's voice kept him from asking any more questions. He followed the other men in to supper. It seems lonesome without Barbara, said McGill, the mining engineer. The rough men had made a pet of the laughing, blue-eyed little girl, and they missed her. She had slipped into their lives so quietly that they did not realize how much they looked forward to seeing her at the end of the day, and Barbara returned their love. A mining camp is hardly the place for a child, but Barbara's father was dead, and her mother became the cook of the little bear mine. After supper the men sat in a grave, silent circle before the great open fireplace. There seemed to be nothing to talk about. Other evenings these big rough men had had Barbara to romp with, all except gloomy gus but then gloomy gus never showed any interest in anything he was a big gruff swede whose name appeared on the company's books as gustavus schwarnston to the men however he was gloomy gus this will give me a chance to finish her snowshoes the canadian finally said with an assumed air of gaiety christmas is almost here he went into the bunk room and returned with a small pair of snowshoes he was making. Every one of the men was making Barbara a present. Every one but Gloomy Gus. McGill eyed him sharply. The big Swede did something which at another time would have met with a roar of laughter, but not a man smiled when he pulled a ball of red yarn and a half-knitted mitten out of his pocket. I learned how to do it in the old country, he said as he busied his rough calloused fingers with the crude pine knitting needles he had made he had unraveled the sleeve of a new red sweater to get the yarn he needed the men found it hard to work that evening and trooped off to their bunks earlier than usual mcgill remained he went down the hall to mrs st clair's room where a light was still burning and tapped gently i'm going to put a cot in the mess room and sleep in there tonight," he told her you may need me it was after midnight when she called him mcgill found the little patient's fever high he listened to barbara's labored breathing and counted her pulse when he looked up he found mrs st clair watching him anxiously he knew from her eyes that she shared his fear the fear that barbara might have pneumonia mcgill had helped the doctor fight several cases of the disease in those mountains they had generally been losing fights but he set to work the big hobnail boots of the men fell softly on the rough floors as their wearers slipped in for breakfast they had prepared it themselves and ate it silently during the meal mcgill came in he looked worried and did not eat after they had finished the men waited for him to speak it's pneumonia he said briefly that was all soon the men slipped off quietly to the mine and mcgill went back to barbara by night barbara was delirious it looks bad mcgill admitted to the men she is fretting over that cat when barbara came to the little bear mine she had brought with her a small maltese kitten her dearest possession 
the death of the little kitten a week before had been the greatest tragedy in her young life after supper the men tried to work on their presents but somehow the work dragged the hours passed but the men did not leave the mess room toward midnight mcgill came out to them mrs st clair said you'd better come in now if you want to see her she's she's going the whole crew from mucker to foreman tiptoed down the hall all except gus he didn't seem to notice that they went into the sick-room they filed and stood in a little embarrassed group by the door barbara tossed fretfully on the bed her eyes glowing with unnatural brightness i want a kitty santa claus i want my kitty she wailed feebly the canadian miner tears rolling down his cheeks left the room the others followed gus was still in his place by the fire when they returned i can't stand it to see her begging for that kitten said the canadian i would risk my life to get one for her i'd try to get to telluride if i thought i could get back in time to do any good a minute afterwards gus got up slowly and went out to the bunk room but gus did not stop there long he drew on an extra sweater rubber coat and furs snatched his skis and pole and slipped from the house it was after midnight the thermometer registered way below zero the wind swirled down from the mountain tops with the lash of a gale but gus did not mind the storm a master of the ski he swung down the trail with a speed that mocked the wind at his back telluride the nearest town was thirteen miles away the only route leading there being over a zigzag pack trail from the mine this trail descends the crest of the ridge until it strikes the edge of the canyon staggers back and forth down the steep face of the canyon then for the rest of the way meekly follows the river it is only a pack trail narrow and dangerous at best during the summer a line of burros or donkeys wind along it bringing down ore from the mine and carrying back provisions but when winter sets in the trail becomes very dangerous and the zigzags have caused the death of many prospectors who have stayed too late in the mountains or taken the trail too early in the spring gus had little difficulty down the first part of the trail in an hour he reached the zigzags they were covered with hanging masses of snow that threatened with every blast to go grinding down the wall of the canyon by his pole gus held himself on the side of the canyon moving cautiously across hanging drifts he made his way only by grim desperate effort by the end of thirty minutes of hard struggle he stood halfway down the trail then a savage blast tore a pile of clinging snow from the top and drove it at him gus saw it start gathering speed and bulk as it came the whole mountainside began to move tons of hard-packed snow were slipping and he was directly in their path there was no way of dodging the avalanche he must outrace it there was no time to zigzag back and forth down the side of the canyon he had to take as direct a route as the avalanche he threw the pole from his grasp and shot ahead of the oncoming mass of snow death was behind him before him rocks jutted out to trip him and jump-offs endangered his course but he rode his skis with reckless abandon leaping twisting dodging down the slope behind him crashed the snow 
he was veering to the left to escape its path a leap brought him to the bottom of the canyon but before he could glide to safety a mass of snow at the side of the slide caught and hurled him before it bruised and half buried a desperate struggle freed him his skis were broken his muscles were bruised and twisted it was half past three when he reached the outskirts of town mounting the steps of the first house he rained heavy blows upon the door the owner stuck his head out of the window who's there he asked give me a cat gus ordered in a rough voice are you crazy yelled the enraged man at the window i have got to have a cat i am from the little bear cook's little girl is sick pneumonia she's gonna die if we don't give her a cat from the little bear over the zigzags impossible give me a cat or i'll break your door in presently a light glimmered through the night and a hastily clad man joined gus a search of the neighborhood produced a cat and fresh skis in a half an hour gus was on the trail back at the mine the men had not gone to their bunks that night they huddled before the fireplace awaiting the dreaded news mcgill slipped by now and then on some errand the night dragged through and christmas dawned christmas it was the first time they had planned a real christmas since they had left their homes years ago but now the heart had been taken out of the day they sat down to a listless breakfast mcgill came in she's still fighting she's got to win or lose pretty soon he said they did not go to the mine that morning it was the first christmas the little bear mine had not run at ten o'clock mcgill came in to report boys i can't stand it any longer she's wearing her strength away fretting for that cat i am not sure that a cat would really quiet her and i hardly believe that any living man can make it to telluride but i'm going to try no you're not said the canadian she needs you here besides you're worn out i'll get the cat we'll draw for it said the men no use gus and i are the only two good enough on skis to have a fighting chance gus that brute hasn't got the heart of a mine mule he wouldn't go at the point of a gun where is he i haven't seen him since last night stormed the foreman silently the men watched the canadian prepare for the trail they were rough men who held life cheaply but not one of them believed a man had a chance to make the trail and return safely suddenly the door opened and gus staggered in he tried to cross the room but his worn-out muscles refused to act and he sank to the floor the men sprang to him laid him on a cot pulled off his furs and unbuttoned his coat underneath the coat was an old sack one of the men gave it a shake out on the floor rolled a half-frozen half-smothered kitten it told the story it told them that gus was a hero the next morning when consciousness returned to gus the men carried his cot into barbara's room on the bed he could see a little figure frail and worn but sleeping the restful sleep of exhaustion one little arm was outside the covers hugging up closely a fluff of a kitten beside the bed he saw the mother smiling happily through her tears for she knew that barbara would get well end of section twenty three